2019 is almost in the books, but we want to leave on a high note and a very happy new year to start 2020. And we're going to do that on the pre-snap. It starts right now. You're listening to the pre-snap podcast weekly wagering show brought to you by LineStar, the top rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now here are your hosts, Joe Pizzapia and Mike Randall. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to another fantastic edition of the pre-snap right here on the LineStar app. It's me, and it's Mike Randall, and it's you, and it's the pick show where we're going to go through the games, talk about the overs, the unders, the in-betweens, and, of course, who's in and who's out because it is your normal cluster of week 17 games. Oh my goodness. Mike Randall. I don't know what's messier this week 17 slate or everyone's house after Christmas with uh, all the wrapping paper and bags and toys everywhere and everything going. Uh, All I know is that I just feel like all we do is open things and eat cheese. I feel like that's all I've been doing for the last couple of days, which is worse. There's worse ways to spend the holidays, but Man, week 17 looks like a complete and utter disaster. How fun. I can't wait to pick it apart with you. Yeah, it's a perfect comparison to the holiday because chaos reigns supreme, right? <laughs> on, on Christmas Eve, I scarfed down a Belgian waffle, a beer, and pasta all within like two hours of each other. Made no sense whatsoever. That's what these games do. They make no sense. Who's playing? Who's not? But that's why we're here. We're going to make sense of it for you. That's exactly right. All right, we're going to certainly do our best. We know a lot of the major injuries in some of the games, too. I went over them in the DFS show with Chris. If you missed that, it's on the other link there. Just go and click it. Uh, but we know DJ Moore is going to be out. We know Terry McLaurin's going to be out. It looks like uh, Derrick Henry is going to play. He's going to give it his best shot there for that rushing title. Josh Jacobs is out. James Connors out. Forget everybody on the Vikings. They're sitting everybody, so don't worry about that. Uh, Chris Godwin is out. Uh, and Zach Ertz might try to practice today. We'll see what happens that, but I mean, that's pretty much, those are like the main guys, Leonard Fournette downgraded that did not practice Thursday. Uh, Kyler Murray again with that hamstring creeping up on him. I don't love that. That's not good news. We got Dak Prescott in the shoulder. We got Michael Thomas with that hand Jarvis Landry needs a new hip. So he's like 147 years old, but Mike, that's the best I can do right now. I'm sure there's going to be more to come. So let's start things off here and let's start with a fun one. Teams that aren't playing for anything, but who knows what this game's going to be. It's practically a pick 'em. Let's start with the Bucks and Falcons. The Bucks are one-point favorites in this one, if you can believe it, uh, despite last week's a million interceptions by Jameis Winston. So do you think that the Falcons here saving Dan Quinn's job? Maybe, possibly. I don't think they are. But do you think here they go out and they get a victory against the Buccaneers, who are going to be down Evans and Godwin probably yet again this week? Yeah, I think this is an interesting game because they came out and said that Dan Quinn's job is actually safe for next year. I saw Arthur Blank interviewed. Stunning. <laughs> Stunning. He said that he liked the 5-2 and two finish and he felt like, you know, the first half obviously was horrific, so they're coming back. But you have to admit that they have played hard. I can't at this point, Joe, do anything and wager anything in support of Jameis Winston. I just can't do it. It makes one sense. Of my, I understand it. One of my sort of preseason hot takes was that eventually he's going to be replaced. And I was laughed off of social media. The turnovers cannot happen. The wide receiving core is decimated. Atlanta's actually played well. 
Julio's been fantastic. They won at San Francisco there. So I'm going to take the underdog Falcons. Quinn is back. I think this team is playing for next year. And I just don't trust Jameis. I mean, sure, three touchdowns, three interceptions. But would it blow your mind, partner, if he had one touchdown and four interceptions? Would that be crazy? No, of course not. I, I that's be. who he is. He's, that's he's 490 and he's 490 and four touchdowns, or he's, you know, 275 and four picks. It's it's you just don't know. And I kind of feel like it's hilarious because right when that news was breaking last week, right before the game about them looking like they were going to franchise him, then he goes out there and throws all the, like he threw a pick on the first throw of the game. And I just like, I just cringe. And I thought to myself, how can they do this? Wouldn't they be better served going out there and doing the old Bruce Arians veteran quarterback, Carson Palmer gig and go get Andy Dalton or Phillip rivers or somebody like that. I feel like that's a much better path for the Buccaneers and take that cap money and go spend it on some secondary and some running back help. That's the problem is, is he's mediocre and people don't want to get rid of medi- mediocre quarterbacks. You made the perfect example with Andy Dalton, but to me, I'm not wagering on him. You gave those two possibilities. I'm going to take the latter and I'll just take the Falcons and the point gift. Now the number is 48 here. I imagine this is an over because I don't think either of these defenses are going to be long for this game. No. And uh, why not? I mean, there's a lot of offense all over the place here and you know, Atlanta's getting a little bit better, you know, with the receiving core. I'll take the over as well. All right, Chicago Bears and Vikings. Now, the Vikings aren't playing anybody. They are at home, though. They are three-point favorites, right? Actually, three-point underdogs at home, excuse me, to the Bears because they're not playing anybody. But I don't know. I kind of feel like this is a trap. <laughs> like, I just, like, that means you have to trust. Yes. yes, yes. Right? right? Don't you feel like you're, you're like, wait a minute. I know they're not playing Kirk Cousins, but it wasn't like he was great on Monday night. He's sandwiched a fantastic season into a horrible month and an awful final game. But other than that, he was very good. However, I understand they're not playing anybody, but they are playing their defense still. And last time I checked, the Bears are still playing Trubisky. I don't know about you, Mike. I'm hard-pressed to think that the Bears are going to go in there and win this football game. So I actually like the Viking side of this game, and I can only understand from your thunderous applause that you would agree. Yeah, there's a theme. I used a Bet Labs web- website, which is great. And you go back to 2003, and what you'll find, Joe, is the teams that have to win – or, or are sitting in a situation where they're favored to win in week 17 because the other team is resting players, let's say, the, the market overvalues them. So I think the line has gone way too much in the other direction. So because the Vikings are going to be resting some players, exactly what you said, the defense is still there. It's still Mitchell Trubisky. No one's been impressed by what he's done this year. He had a couple games in there where he was great, and after that he was horrific. So now I'm getting points with the Vikings at home. This is going to be my theme throughout the game breakdowns here. I absolutely will take the Vikings. It would not shock me if they won. I understand the Bears want to win this game badly, but they're still on the road, and the market will now value the Bears way too much given that Vikings are resting players. So I'm going to grab the home team with the points. It's a huge trap because everyone's off. Everybody's out. Well, so what? It doesn't change who the bears are. I understand. Like, I also think it's a tough place to play. And that's the part of the equation that nobody seems to care about. Like that is not an easy building. I understand the green Bay won that football game, but as bad as Kirk cousins played, they still like, it was still basically a push at halftime. <laughs> like that was, it was not a, a great, Green Bay Packer glorious win, like as far as I'm concerned there. So I, I, I don't know. I don't understand that at all. Uh, all right, let's move on here to the next one. And let's go with the Cleveland Browns at Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals can win a game now and still have the number one spot. So they've locked that up no matter what. So I kind of feel like they will. I feel like why not, right? Let's let's go win. What better way to end the note of a season for the uh, Cleveland Browns with a loss on the road 
to the one win Cincinnati Bengals. That just feels right. I don't know why. It just feels like a good story to me. I kind of want to go with the story. I'm going to take the Bengals side of this one. Am I crazy? Am I, have I hit the eggnog too hard? Given your uh, uh, trip there over the break, this is going to be a battle royale at the end when we do our upset <laughs> specials. I, again, agree with you. There are a lot of great teaser spots, Joe, this week. I mean, you could tease this game and get eight and a half with the Bengals at home. The Browns are a dumpster fire. I think they've quit on Freddie Kitchens. They had a chance. By the way, if they could have sacked up and beaten the Ravens there, they could have actually made the playoffs. They could be in the Raiders-like situation where the Raiders, if a couple things break right, make the playoffs. Love the Bengals. They have the number one C. This is a rivalry game. Sam Weiss, you don't live in Cleveland, live in Cincinnati, yada, yada. I will take the Bengals at home to win outright, and I think the points are a gift. I agree. I think the Browns are done. That's one of the great uh, moments. You're Love not it. from Cleveland. <laughs> great. You know, you don't get that anymore. Can you imagine a coach getting on now a microphone oh, and saying crazy. something like that? It's Spend never happened. Two weeks. Yeah. Oh, I can't say that kind of stuff. Come on. It's fun. Uh, 43 and a half is the number that I, I this one I don't have a beat for. So I'm going to run away from this one. Do you have a, do you have yeah, a feeling no, about I'll, this? Yeah, I'll take the over. Honestly, I'm another gonna over. Ride, I'm going to ride Joe Mixon. I'm going to ride Joe Mixon because he's been on fire. He's a guy. Last week he was sick. It wasn't up to him. Like that's like he wasn't, it wasn't on. Yeah. It'll be fine this week. I agree. And and you can attack this Browns defense on the ground. Their pass defense hasn't been as great. I like him at home. Yeah. I'll take the over. I think some points are going to be scored here. All right. Green Bay Packers are going to travel to Detroit. Packers are huge favorite in their 12 and a half. That's a huge number here for a Packers offense that, I mean, Jamal Williams isn't going to play in this game. Not that he's a huge factor, but to a pretty, I mean, they have Devontae Adams and they have Aaron Jones. That's it. That is it. They have the two weapons. Now that's more than some other teams have, but I wouldn't use the word prolific with the Packers offense this year. That the game against the Giants was the one game where they kind of looked like that. Other than that, it's been pretty much for the most part, grinded out Packer kind of things. I don't love the Lions, but I don't know, Mike, 12 and a half seems like a big number to me. Do you think the Lions can backdoor cover this one or you think it's actually a Packer blowout? Yeah, I actually think this one's a Packer blowout, which goes against what I'm going to say for most of these games. Because do you know, I looked this up, Aaron Rodgers in Detroit, the last three times he's played there, he's he's getting like 35 fantasy points per game, wow. 338 yards, three touchdowns. He toasts the Lions. And again, this one's different. The Packers actually have a lot to play for. They want that week off. They want, And they could actually get the one seed if later in the day Seattle beats San Francisco, right, because San Francisco is a tiebreaker. So this one, because it's Rodgers, I agree with everything you said, but it's the Lions. We're still dealing with backup quarterbacks there. It's not Stafford, of course. I am going to take the Packers to cover. It's a lot. It's a lot of intradivisional game, but I think he goes right down the field and scores a touchdown right away. So now we're only talking about five. So I'll take the Packers. I'll give the points because they, they need this one badly. All right. So 43 is the number. So can the Packers do enough on their own to basically drag this number? Yeah. Is that 43? Is that the team total for Green Bay or is that the total? For yeah. The game? That's the over under here. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, hey, you're, you're awful confident. I am not. This, this Packer team is. I'll tell you, I mean, watching him again on Monday night, too. Just watching, you know, I watched Devontae Adams drop a touchdown. It wasn't like a, it wasn't a great throw. They just, I don't know, man. It's just, this is not the old Packer Aaron Rodgers running around making these highlight real things. It's just not that anymore. It's not what this offense is. 
I think they're going to win this game easily. I just don't think it's necessarily a score fest. I'm going to go under on this one. Uh, you know, I just I don't think the Lions are in a spot, and I just don't believe that the Packers are going to be as prolific as everybody else thinks. So this this one feels like a 24-10 kind of a game to me. Like they're going to be in control, but I just don't see it being like a crazy. You know, oh my God, it's going to just blow them out. It's really just based on Blau. That's really what it comes down to for me. If this had Stafford, there's, there's no discussion. I could just see Blau doing a couple turnovers there. And, uh, you know, you're fair. I mean, listen, Slays could cover Adams and nullify him. I get it. I just, to me, I, I see the Packers definitely winning this game. And so I'll push it a little higher than I probably would like. I'd love to give nine, but I'll give the 12. Yep. All right. Uh, 12 and a half, by the way, now. Uh, Not just hook. 12. I'll give the hook. All right. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Just like Rocky. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the Chargers plus nine against the Chiefs. The Chiefs are nine point favorites at home, as they should be. Chiefs defense has played much better. Um, I think this is a good game for the Chiefs here. I think that between Mahomes starting to get confident again, uh, him starting to get right, the defense playing better, I think this is a this is a smash game for me of the Chiefs uh, for the on the Chargers rather. So uh, give me the Chiefs in the nine. I actually think that this is this is one they're going to win by more than ten. I I feel pretty confident about that. Do you think the Chargers are going to make this one closer? Because I don't. That makes me feel a lot better because you are the Chargers. Whisperer. I am the Charger whisperer. Although I dropped long. another one this week. I'm down to. I'm down to uh, 12 and two. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's got 58% 12 and, genius 12 and three. I'm 12, 12 and three. Uh, yeah. No, it got one more week here. That, I want to get the 13 80%, wins. <laughs> 80% my friend, take that and run. I got a I'm, first round buy in the playoffs. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah, Chargers, exactly. That's what I get. Um, I'm going to take the chiefs also. I listen, I know this is rivers and when he's a favorite at home, like last week, he does terribly. And now he's on the road. This could be his last game for the chargers here. So maybe he he rallies the troops a little, but the chiefs pass defense has been really, really solid. So it's Mike Williams. It's Keenan Allen. Melvin Gordon's been terrible. I get it, but I think rivers is good for a couple turnovers. The chiefs want this game. They want to win this game. Of course, I'm going to take Kansas city. I'll give the points. I'm with you. All right. The uh, number for this one is 45 and a half. Um, this isn't, this is tricky because again, I, I really like that chief's defense. So what's the score for you in this one in your mind? Like where, where do you see the chargers and chiefs laying out here? You think they can get over this, the 45 and a half? Cause this no, is another I, one of these over. Uh, no, I kind of like the under, I mean, 24, 17, you know, 24, 17, 24, 13, somewhere in there, 27, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, it's to me, it's right there, but I would lean the under for that reason. I think the chief's defense really shows up. And once the Chiefs get a lead here, I think Reed's going to be a little careful. He's not going to want to get anybody injured. So I'll take the under in this one barely. I will. All right. Miami Dolphins are going to travel to New England. New England is 16-point favorites in this one. Now, they were huge favorites the first time these two teams faced off. And uh, it started off a little shaky, and then eventually (laughs) the Patriots covered it. But it was a little shaky at first, if everybody recalled. Um, But I, I don't know, man. I feel like, you know, the Patriots need this football game. It's at home. I think they want a commanding victory here. I think they want to do this. I, you know, I just think the Dolphins are going to be completely outclassed in terms of personnel. Um, so, sixteen is a big number. I don't know, Mike. I kind of feel like you should take the Dolphins in this one just because sixteen is so huge. It's just enormous. Wow. If you don't like that, then just tease it. I did that with one of my bets. I just tease it down a little bit. The Patriots are going to win this game. They're not going to blow that week off. If they well, because they're another team like Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. They're just not prolific enough on offense for a 16, not at this stage. Maybe they were when they had Antonio Brown and the last time they faced them. Okay. I guess not necessarily. 
It's a lot of points. I'm going to give the points here because I believe in the in the Patriots, especially their defense. Remember, their defense is a, is a, a the way they've played. They could easily hold the Dolphins under 10 points in this game. So then the question is, can they just get to 24, 27 points? And I think they can. I think it's a heavy Sony Michelle game. I wrote him up for my uh, DFS stacks. Yeah. I love Sony Michelle. I think they're going to pound Me it. Me too. We just talked about him, but you know because they're yeah. using Roberts as the fullback now, the linebacker as the fullback. Yeah. And they went right back to that power eye. They're running the football game the way you used to last year. And this is where they hit pay dirt last year was run the ball with Devlin. People don't realize without Devlin that, you know, you can have a lot of injuries. That was an injury that changed the dynamic of how they run the football. And until they decided to go back to it and find somebody else to run that the same way, they've been kind of lost. And so is Sony Michelle. And finally he's starting to look like that guy again. And it's happening at the right time. Yeah. I think it's like Yusek, Kyle Yusek with the uh, Niners. It's a big, big difference here. I'll give the points. I get it. It's a lot. It's Fitz magic, the whole thing. But I do think Gilmore shuts down Devontae Parker, which really limits the Dolphins. At home, they need this game. They don't want to give the Chiefs any light whatsoever, and they really need that week off because they're older. I'm going to give the points, but it is a lot. I get it. All right, the number is 45. So where are you at with that one? Oh, gosh. I'm going to lean under on that because I to get that number – I don't think the Patriots are going to hang a 40 spot in this game. I mean, I think at some point they'll, they'll ease off the accelerator. And the question is, can the Dolphins get to 14? And I don't see that. I think this is a big Patriots defensive game. I think they really show agree. up. They put a lot of pressure. So I will go under on that, even though it's a big number. All right. Now, this one's a big number, too. It's 13. The Saints are favored by on the road against Carolina Panthers. I love this one. Give me, give me the, the Saints <laughs> because the Panthers are completely toast. As Greg Olson said last week, we're a failure from the top all the way to the bottom. Just a failure. With the exception of Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore is not playing in this game. They are a failure. Uh, The Saints need this game. They cannot stop Alvin Kamara. The Panthers are terrible against the run. I know Thomas is a little banged up. I don't care. Cook and Breeze and Kamara is enough to win this football game and by a lot. So I think this is a two-touchdown victory for the Saints. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I agree with you, especially because if the Seahawks beat the Niners, which can absolutely happen, then the Saints are now looking at a bye, right? Because they the, right now the Niners, of course, have the tiebreaker. They won in New Orleans at both 12 and 3. But if they lose and the Saints win, regardless of the Packers, the Saints are going to slide in there, and then they would get to avoid the Packers until the NFC Championship game. So a lot at stake for the Saints team. Way too many weapons. Forget Antonio Brown. I want to talk about that. He's not signing there. No, God, no. Even if he signed, isn't he going to get suspended? That's the thing I don't understand. Why didn't they make a decision on this 10 weeks ago? And that way everybody would know exactly what's going on. Then maybe somebody would have signed him and then he would have served a suspension and then come back. But I mean, I don't know, man, the the uh, no more white women tour 2020. I don't think this is a good look for him. I, don't, I think he's completely lost it now. It's yeah, he's and he's not going to make an impact on this game. So it's a big number. I get it. But I do trust Sean Payton. Uh, this Drew Brees has been fantastic. I did not think he had it in him, but he's been fantastic in the fantasy playoffs, especially. So I'll lay the points in a Panther team in disarray. All right, uh, 45 is that number, so are we going over here, just a blast from the Saints? I'll go over because I know they want to get Christian McCaffrey a couple more touchdowns and they right. have a personal record, so yeah, let's go the over on this one. All right, next one here, Jets at Bills. Bills say they're going to play everybody in this one. Now, that's what they're saying. McDermott's saying he's there, and I actually agree with this. I think this is an important statement at home, in the fan base there for Buffalo. You show this young team, you finish a season. I am. This is one of the few times where I'm actually like, you know, you know what? You lost last week against the pass, but you really competed. You go out there, you beat up on the Jets, and you show everybody you're the new dog in this division, and you're right there, and you're going to – I think it's important. I like this. 
I love Buffalo here at the one and a half. I think this is the easiest money of the week. I'm going to go the other way. Okay. And my rationale is going to be that I, I think that he's going, I think McDermott's going to play his starters. I don't think they will play the whole game. I think he's saying we're going to play to win and that's fair, but the bills don't have anything to play for whatsoever. Jamal Adams is back for the jets. This was a very close game. And I think the Jets are going to be motivated here in Buffalo. And I think that McDermott can say it all he wants. But Joe, once we get to the second half and it's crystal clear that they're going to Houston, which is where they're probably going, I just don't see them putting out their best team. And I think this Jets team is actually motivated in in the divisional win. So I think it's a, I don't like it. I don't like the line movement. I think it's an overreaction to what McDermott said that he's going to play his starters. I just don't think they're playing the whole game. Give me a second half win for the Jets, at least keeping it very, very close. This is another game that I tease. You tease this game and the Patriots there. I think it's a nice situation. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna stick with the Bills here. I just I don't trust Adam Gase. I, if this was in New York, I would well, I would actually go with it. That's certainly fair. I just, you know, Adam Gase is a hot mess. And on top of that, I don't trust the Jets on the road in this one against that Buffalo defense because that Buffalo defense ain't sitting. And this is another one where I think they can win this game just on defense. I really do. And I, I just, that's where I'm at. I think Le'Veon Bell is like, I'm done. I'm over it. I'm not going to be a Jet. I, you know, and I, this is one where I'm not going to blame Le'Veon Bell. I'm not blaming the player. The player said all the right things, did everything right. Came to a situation where they thought that he wanted him. Then the coach came out publicly, said, I don't want this guy. And man, he still was a good soldier pretty much for most of the year until this end here where he's playing the playing. You know, he's going out bowling when he's got the flu, quote unquote, and all this stuff. So, hey, he did the best he could. And at the end, he's like, all right, you know, you don't care. Whatever. I'm done. He showed up for the Steeler game. That was it. Now it's it's done. It's over. Uh, Arizona Cardinals. Oh, wait, did we do the 36 and a half? No, we did not. 36 and a half. Jets, Bills. What side do you want? I'll take the lower side. I'll take the under for the reasons. I do think the Bills defense shows up, but I also think the Jets run defense is legit. And I just don't see a Bills team that eventually is going to tap out to get ready for the playoffs, making enough plays against that Jets secondary. I'll lean the under. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean the under too, but it's just a different narrative of why. Uh, so we're gonna split on that one. Usually we see eye to eye. We're gonna split on that one. That'll be a fun one for us to watch. Arizona Cardinals at Rams. God help us all. The Rams are a five and a half point favorite in this one. I don't, it seems like McVay's going to pull guys in this because they just, you know, they're out of it basically anyway. So what's the point? They have all these different things. Plus, by the time you get to four o'clock, you're going to have some clarity on some of these other situations. So I don't know, man, with the gamey hamstring from Kyler Murray to the just the complete cluster that is the Rams. I'm out on this one. I got, I got nothing, Mike. Do you have any ideas on this one? Cause I don't like it at all. It's very tough because of the Kyler Murray situation. If I had to choose, I'm going to take the Rams at home with the defense, making a couple plays there. I mean, it's been the Kenyon Drake show and that's really what you're betting on. I can't, you know, this is a Jenga puzzle. No Kyler. How can you bet on the Cardinals if Kyler Murray's not hundred percent? That's my question. So weird game. It's one of those where you have to see how the prior games go in order to assess how they're going to play. I would take the Rams at home, but it's very iffy. It's very dependent on what happens. So this is a wait and see for me. Over under 45 and a half on this one, Mike. Oh, stay away. It's just, I I have no read on what they need, who's going to play. You know, this could easily be a smash spot for the Rams in a lot, a lot of ways, but uh, you can't trust McVay. He never plays anyone in the preseason and the Rams look terrible then. So it depends on who he puts out there. I don't love the Colts on the road here. This three and a half point favorite for them. 
Jacksonville's so bad. And I this is another one. It's very difficult to gauge because I like Marlon Mack. That's the one piece. It looks like Fournette might not play in this game potentially too. If Fournette doesn't play in this game, I'm good with the Colts because I think they'll run the ball at Marlon Mack down their throats and that, that'll be it. That'll be the day. And that'll be enough to win this football game for them. And I think they can get it by the three and a half. But I don't know, man. This is another one where I don't love this game. I don't love this line. If it were one, I'd feel better about it. But the three, okay. Then they go to three and a half. Ugh, I'm out. This one I'm okay with because of Frank Reich. I think it's important to him. He did it with smoke and mirrors. Then Brissett comes, of course, and he, and he does a nice job. But he gets injured. Everything changes. So I'm okay with this. I think Jacksonville's quit. No Tom Coughlin anymore. Maybe no Leonard Fournette. We're still dealing with injuries on the wide receiving core. D.D. Westbrook, preseason bust for me. So I, I think the Jaguars have quit. I like a, a better coach, a more disciplined Colts team to really try to finish off here. I think they could be 8-8 eight eight if they win this game, right? If they were in Indianapolis, I would absolutely 100% be on board. The fact that they're on the road just it makes me a little bit concerned. If Fournette doesn't play, I'm good with a 3.5 of the Colts. Okay. But if he does, I'm out. I'm just not going near this game. 41.5 is the number here. Uh, I would venture to say under, right? This seems like underwhelming on all sides. Yeah, underwhelming because you don't expect the, the offense, especially Jacksonville's offense has been terrible. All right, next, uh, Oakland Raiders, Denver Broncos, another game that Oakland could backdoor in the playoffs, right? But Josh Jacobs is not going to be playing. They had need a couple things to happen for them. Not impossible things. I think the Titans have to lose and a couple other teams have to win. It's some kind of, you know, it's not like an impossible scenario, but it's the one you go, well, it's not, a, you know, it's not crazy, but I don't know. I think Denver's a tough assignment there. Defense has played very well. Uh, Denver's favored by three and a half. Do you think that they can actually put up that three and a half there and cover this? I think they can. Uh, this is a Raiders team that got blitzed at the Jets on the road. I know that they have a lot to play for here, but this goes back to that theory I said at the beginning of the, of the, the podcast here. Denver at home. It's a rivalry game. Drew Locke has played better. The Raiders defense has been putrid. Lindsay should be able to run all over them. Nice job by John Gruden this year. Did a better job than I thought he would, but I don't, I'm not at the point where I'm trusting the Raiders on the road here, even in a game they have to win. I think the market is overvalued. I think this line will creep down because people will start betting on the Raiders here. No way. Give me the Broncos at home with a well-coached defense with Vic Fangio against the, the Raiders straight up. All right, there you have it. Uh, let's move on to a game that does matter. The Eagles against the Giants. Well, it matters for the Eagles at the very least. So they win. That's it. They handle their own business here. Ertz is banged up for this one, but I got to feel like they have enough to win this football game. The Giants defense is not very good. They gave up 30-something to the freaking Redskins of all teams. Um, I'm going to say this. I think the Giants are going to score. They're going to try to be competitive in this one. But I do believe the Eagles can win this football game. I don't know. Miles Sanders has been very good. I feel like it's more the indictment on the Giants defense. So the four and a half, give me the Eagles. I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm going to go the other way. The Giants run defense since they got Leonard Williams from the Jets has been much improved. I think they're going to be able to limit Miles Sanders. Remember in that first game against the Eagles and Giants a couple weeks ago, Zach Ertz went off, had the two touchdowns, the whole thing. He's going to be hampered. Richard Rodgers is now signed with the Eagles, so they're worried about him playing. I think this is a close game. I think the Giants are going to put points up. I agree with that. I don't like the four. This is another great tee spot for me. If you're going to tease the Patriots down, you want a second game, why don't you give the Giants to get 10 points? 
points here. 10 points in a rivalry game on the road against an Eagles team that lost to the Dolphins. Um, I, I just think it's too much. So could the Eagles squeak out a win? Absolutely could. But their main weapon is down. They have no – Zach Ertz is going to be limited in this game. So it's going to have to be Goddard or Miles Sanders, who the Giants actually have been decent against the run recently. So I'm going to go the other way. I'll take the rivalry. I'll take the Giants at home here to put some points up against a bad Eagles defense. All right, so the number's 45 and a half. Where do you like that one? I think that both teams are going to score. The Giants should be fine. Daniel Jones, you know, he can give and he can take away. Saquon Barkley certainly looks healthy. Looks like he's back to one of the Yeah, now you know what? That's the thing. Saquon such a, you know, when he's healthy and right, man, that's a whole I think the Giants can if the Giants can address a couple issues, a little more offensive line help, a little help on the defensive side, maybe they do draft Chase Young. <clears throat> I don't, I think the Giants can win this division next year. I really do. Yeah, they just need defense. That's it. I mean, they ha- look about it. They have the- Slayton has been fine. He was banged up last week. Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, Ingram comes back healthy. They have one of the best running backs in football. Daniel Jones just cuts down on the turnovers. They just need defense. If they have that, it's a wide open division. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's go to the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Ravens. So no Lamar Jackson, no Andrews. Nobody's playing. It's going to be RG3, Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, all these people. And the Steelers are one and a half point favorites in this one. I don't buy this. The Steelers' offense is atrocious. I know their defense has played well, but I don't know. If this was in Pittsburgh, maybe I'd give them a fighting shot, but I still think the Ravens are going to win this football game. So call me crazy. I think they find a way to get it done, and they want to knock their you know division opponents out of the playoffs. I mean, just out of respect. These teams hate each other. And is a shot to take Steelers out of the playoffs. You do it. You go out there and you, you bust their ass, and I think they're going to do that. I like the Ravens in this one. Yeah, I like the Steelers when they were getting points. The line has gone in the complete other direction here. It's starting to really creep up. I agree. We're not at the point where we want to give that many points on the road. Do It's such a tough line for me right now because it's going the wrong way. If this gets up to Steelers minus three or minus four, that's ridiculous because the Ravens defense will show up here. And I agree, even if the Steelers are at full strength on offense, what kind of offense does that mean? Um, so I think it's a slobber knocker. I think it's a low scoring game. So I like the under a lot better here. Gosh, I mean, at one and a half, I'll still take Pittsburgh, but I don't feel great about it. I'd rather pass on that and take the under and then make a choice between both of those. All right. <clears throat> Fair enough there. Uh, I'm definitely going with the Ravens here in this one. The number's 37. Uh, I'm going to go with the under in this one, too, because I just yeah. don't feel like, yeah, just that's a much better. You know what? You want to lock some up here? Lock up the under in this game. Totally I think that's, that's yep. a safe one there, especially with the black and no Connor. I mean, forget it. They, this, the Steelers just have zero offense left. And you know what? Bad job by them. They could have gone out there and probably found a backup quarterback at the trade deadline. They thought they had enough there. They didn't. And that should be a lesson to them now. Cause Roethlisberger is getting older. They need to bring in a real secondary kind of guy. Like they need to do something along those lines. It's funny. Cause I thought Winston would be the guy, you know, like around week six, I was like, you know, I wonder if he ends up like on the Steelers as a backup next year. And then they kind of groom him, and then he kind of takes over for Roethlisberger. Oh, funny. And, that would be so yeah. funny. Yep. Well, I mean, he would kind of fit there. You know, they, they'll, you know, aggressive offense, but they have a little bit more defense there that can maybe help him out. But I, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. Uh, the Texans are at home against the Titans. So the Texans are three and a half point underdogs because they're probably going to arrest some guys in this game. Uh, the Titans need this game. They're three and a half point favorites, but can they get it? The hamstring's not 100%. They're going out there. They're laying it all on the line. I'd like to see the Titans get in the playoff personally. So what do you think about this one? Can the Titans come away with a three and a half point victory against the Texans who have been Jekyll and Hyde all year? 
They have been Jekyll and Hyde, but this is similar to that game you just talked about with the Ravens Steelers. I could see this line creeping up the other way, four and a half, five. You're going to give me the Texans at home. I'm not quite there with the Titans being automatic on the road and a must win. I could see the Titans edging out a victory here in the second half against the Texans. But if you start giving me more points than it's at right now, I'm going to definitely jump on the Texans at home. So right now it's probably still right there for the Titans, but I'd be careful. If you wait until Sunday, this could absolutely get to Titans minus five, in which case I'm going to go the other way and take the Texans. All right. And the number here is 45 and a half, Mike. Where do you feel about that one? I just think the Texans offense is going to be very limited. They're going to be resting, getting ready for probably the Bills team coming in. So I'm going to lean the under here because I just don't see the Titans putting up 24, 28 points on a road game in the division. All right. Next one here. You got the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Here we go. The Dallas Cowboys are 11 point home favorites in this one. Dak Prescott's got a bum shoulder. The whole team is a collection of good talent that has no direction to it. The Redskins have no Terry McLaurin. Um, Their kingdom's going to be playing quarterback. Yet somehow this 11 does not feel comfortable at all to me, Mike. Am I, am I just, do I have just jet lag from the Cowboys season here in week 17? Or is this a good instinct? It doesn't feel comfortable because this is a rivalry game and these games are usually close. The problem is this game is going to be going on at the same time as the Giants-Eagles game. So they're not going to have an advantage in no one way or another. I think the Cowboys have underachieved all year. I think they're king of the little people. So I think they are going to show up here with a heavy dose of Ezekiel Elliott. People will be going for their stats. The Cowboys will enter this game assuming they have a chance to win and to get in the playoffs. That's what they will think. And so I think early on they will pound it. It's still Dwayne Haskins on the road. It could be, could be Case Keenum, actually. Either way, I'm going to take the Cowboys at home to, to rally the troops here in Jerry World and cover it. It's a lot. I understand that it's a lot. And if it was a situation where the Eagles and Giants were earlier in the day and you could see nothing for them to play for, I get it. Uh, and if this game is at Washington, I could understand it. But king of the little people, I see the Cowboys winning this one by two touchdowns. I see the Cowboys winning. I don't think it's going to be by 11. I just I think they're inept enough to keep this one under the line. So give me the Redskins in the 11. I can't believe I was saying those words. The Redskins on defense have played better. Last week wasn't great against the Giants, but overall they played better in the second half. I think that game just got a little wacky and Saquon just was Saquon. I mean, honestly, any defense, the best defense in the league doesn't have an answer for healthy Saquon when he's on. So I'm going to give them a bit of a pass on that one. 45 and a half is the number. I like the over here. How about you? Yeah, with you. With you on the over. A lot of points here. Uh, Terry McLaurin, you know, Terry McLaurin, you said, was not out, right? He's not playing in this game. He's so, out, yeah. So yeah. Sims is the only guy left, Sims but Sims has left. been good. So I think He's been good. He's been good, and the Cowboys defense hasn't been great. But I, I think the Cowboys put up a big number here. That's kind of basis for this. So I'll go with you on the over. All right. San Francisco 49ers at Seahawks. This game means a lot here. It's a big one. You're going to get Marshawn Lynch in this game. You're going to get Turbin in this game. It's crazy. Where are we? Can the 49ers avenge their uh, their earlier loss at home to the Seahawks? And uh, they are three and a half point favorites going out there to Seattle. Seattle's not look good recently. Can they turn things around here? You're going to get that one big emotional Marshawn Lynch 10 yard run where he just knocks over three guys and the crowd gets fired up. Or is this an easy cakewalk for the 49ers? No, I think it's an easy one for me. Yeah, I'm buying into Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, I'm buying into Russell Wilson at home. Yeah, I'm buying into the Seahawks, who actually have a reason to play here. Pete Carroll's usually very good in these spots. The Niners have been a little shaky up and down. They're banged up across the board a little bit. 
limping into the playoffs. They've overachieved. I get that. But no, I like the home team here. Anytime you're going to have a home team with a reason to play getting points in an interdivision game, I'm going to grab it. If this was five weeks ago and Seattle was getting these points, I think people would say, oh, I'll grab them. So I'll take them here. I know it's week 17, but I will take the points. I'll take the, the Russell Wilson doing what he does. I will gladly grab this one. This is another one you can tease. Yeah, I would agree with you there. 47 is the uh, number here. I I guess you're thinking over, right? Don't you think this is going to be a little bit of a, you know, of like, hey, we're just going to go and let it all hang out. It's week 17 and attack it. Especially when the Niners can't stop the Falcons at home. I mean, if they can't stop the Falcons offense at home in a game that they really could have locked everything up in. Absolutely. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Seattle and I'm going to take the over here. You could tease this. Imagine this, Joe, you get nine and a half points with Seattle. Really? I know it's called a teaser for a reason. I understand that, but nine and a half points with Seattle at home. I, I think that's a no brainer. All right. There you have it. So that's your week 17. And uh, it's been a fun, fun season here for us on the pick show. I want to thank again, everybody at line star, Dan and Eric for providing us this platform to come out. I want to thank everybody who's listened all season long to other shows with myself and Chris in the NFL. And of course with Mike as well in this pick show, it's been a fun time. Mike Randall, I want to thank you, my friend. It has been so fun. I'm so glad, you know, we met this past summer for the first time in that flex league together. We had a good time at the draft a couple weeks later. I said, Hey, why don't you come on board for this show? You, you hopped on the train and I'm so glad you did because it's been nothing but fun. And uh, again, before you, the upset special, I just want to make sure before we go out on that note, that I want to thank you, my co-host, for bringing some great information, some great stats, and some great entertainment to the program here. Oh, Joe, I got to thank you for the invite, man. This has been fantastic. And congratulations to you on your Flex League Championship. You were too modest there. To I am the you, champ. Woo! You spanked everyone despite having <laughs> Andrew Luck knocked out. No problem. No Patrick Mahomes. You just go and trade for Miles Sanders. It's what you do. That's but it's been an honor. Line Star has been a great, a great, great service. You got to check it out, folks. And this has been fantastic. A lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. So thanks for the invite. It's been an honor. There you go. Make sure you upgrade to those tools. Okay, so it's that time. One more time. We're going to travel into that breach. Got the upset special right last week. So I'm uh, going to try to leave on a high note and go two for two to close things out here on the season. But Mike Randall, since it is your board this week, I want you to go first. Where are you going for the upset special? Week 17 of the cluster that is week 17. You don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. The Bengals at home, no reason to play here. They already have the number one pick locked up. They're going to host a Browns team that has quit. I believe in Andy Dalton. I believe in Joe Mixon coming back and having a good end of the year. Interdivision game favorite on the road. No problem. Ghost of Sam Weish comes alive. Give me the Bengals at home to beat the Browns straight up. The two points is a gift. I'll tell you what. Give me the Minnesota Vikings at home. I don't care if they look terrible against the Packers. I don't care if they're not playing anybody. You know what? The Bears are just not that good. I can't believe the Bears are a three-point favorite anywhere, especially against the Vikings in that building. They're still going to play defense last time I checked, so I feel pretty good about that one. So give me the Vikings and the plus three. I think that's a, that's a good one there. I even think the Vikings have a shot to win that game outright, and that'll really send a message to those uh, Bears fans, and Matt Nagy will have a long, long summer to think about all the things that he's done wrong. So that'll do it for us. You can follow us on the Twitter machine at LineStar app at LineStar NFL. You can follow him at Mike Randall over at Randall Rant. And you can follow me at Joe Pisa PS17. That'll do it for us. That's it, boys and girls. The pre-snap is done for week 17 for the 2019 regular season. There's nothing left to do now except set down win. Happy 2020, everybody. 
You've been listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast Weekly Wagering Show, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, drop a rating, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from wagering experts Joe Pizapia and Mike Randall.